Welcome to Latinos Who Tech. My name is Hugo Castellanos. I'm an engineer and I work in Silicon Valley. I am originally from Caracas, Venezuela, and I've been calling the U.S. home for the last 20 years. When it comes to Latinos in the U.S., we are 60 million people, but we're only 3% of the workers in science or engineering. As a professional in Silicon Valley, I've had the opportunity to meet some remarkable professionals that work in the tech industry, Latinos like me. With this podcast, I want to bring you a collection of their stories and how they got a job in tech in the first place. And if they had to start all over again, what would they do differently? I want to share with you career advice on how to get a job in tech, how to deal with imposter syndrome, how to find your tribe when you're the only one in the room. This is Latinos Who Tech. This episode of Latinos Who Tech is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the world's premium platform for audiobooks with over 150,000 titles. If you're like me, you're passionate about learning new things, but finding the time to read may be difficult. Audiobooks are a great alternative. You can get a free 30-day trial plus a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash latinos. Go and support them since they support us. Thank you. Mariana Briones, Alejandro mm -hmm. Davila, welcome to Latinos Who Tech. Thank, Thank you, you for letting us be here. Yeah, it's just great being here with you. It is exciting because I still remember the first message you sent me on LinkedIn. And a couple of months later, here we are. Like, that's yeah. that's the power of networking and yeah, LinkedIn, power, right? Yeah, the power <laughs> of uh, connections bringing us together. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No, I hear you. And I think it's beautiful because we have this new generation of Latino content creators mm -hmm. that, you know, we're focused, we're in the STEM space and we want to make sure that we bring more people like us to definitely to these conferences and mm -hmm. also these careers. People that consider that, hey, I can get a job at Microsoft, I can get a job at Palantir, I can get a job at Intel. The world's your oyster. So True. the fact right. that it's doable and the fact that all the students that make it to this conference, they can see professionals like us coming. So more power to us for the fact that we made it. So no, thank you so much for making the time. Aww, no, yeah, definitely. You, and just uh, giving us this space to like for people to hear our voices and hear our stories. We just hope that, that many more Hispanics and many more people can get motivated and, and think like, yeah, we can make it. Uh, and just think like if, if they did it, we can, you know, There's a, we just hope that. I, I feel like something we have learned like throughout the years is when you share your story, you are allowing other people to do the same, you know? Yeah. And I feel like before we used to be like, oh, we don't want to share a story. We don't want people to think like they're like, oh, showing off There's what they have done. But in reality, you motivate other people to do the same or even better things, right? Sometimes yeah. we forget that our stories inspire people. Mm -hmm. yeah. You never know who is hearing you that right now might be inspired by something you said. And yeah. it can be just a simple word, right? Yeah. Like and a simple, simple word. There was one time that... In one presentation that, that, that I gave, like uh, afterwards, some like uh, this uh, this lady approached to me and she told me, like, "Hey, like I, like right now I am at the, at the position like when the time like when you started like I right now mm -hmm. like I'm I'm a junior like I have like no internship experience like I thought I thought it was too late for me and I'm and I just got so excited to see that that mm -hmm. you made it and, and now I think that I can make it. Mm -hmm. So that was like so cool. Uh, I like just uh, motivating this person. 
that I just thought, like, yeah, this is yeah. just worth it, you know? It's definitely. It's definitely. So, question for both of you would be, you know, tell me your story. You know, so tell me how you got into tech. How do you get to your current role? What's the story behind that? Yeah, well, it's kind of a weird story about how I got into tech because, like, I have no background. Like, my parents have no background in tech. Um, I have no family members in tech. I grew up in Mexico. And uh, not only in Mexico, in El Norte, which yeah, is uh, Norte. North of Mexico. Very, yeah. Very, very specific, very special place. Represent. Uh, yeah. In, in, Torreon. in Torreon, Mexico. And um, my my parent, he, he well, my dad, he is uh, a veterinarian. My mom is a psychologist. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure how, but like when we got like our <laughs> I got like our my first first computer when I was like uh, like three years old and my mom tells me like when I was five I would I would be better at the computer than her you know <laughs> so I mean I, I'm not sure how like why why that happened but just like growing up I just knew that I wanted to get in tech and um, I decided to go to study my my uh, my bachelor's in in UTEP or in El Paso and and do again computer science so that's what I did and right now I'm a full-time software engineer, a forward software engineer, forward deployed software engineer at Palantir Technologies. And uh, yeah, it's like very quick summary of of me, like learning, like I went to college in the US and then uh, stay there. Right now, I, I live at New York City. Uh, Palantir Technologies is a Silicon Valley-based company, mm-hmm. but I work at a New York office. Gotcha. Yeah, I actually go by the office every time because I, I take classes at Stanford. So it's in Palo Alto, so I yeah. go by the Palantir office. Super so close, yeah. It's I see it right there, so no, definitely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what about Mariana? So how do you get into tech? <laughs> I don't even know yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It, it's a. <laughs> it's a funny story because I studied electrical engineering, and the reason why I got into electrical engineering was be well. To be honest, I didn't know what I wanted to study. I just knew I wanted to be an engineer, and. On my first day of orientation, I thought that the thing that called to me the most was biomedical engineering, but they don't offer biomedical engineering in my com- at my campus at the University of Texas at El Paso. And I said, well, you know, I'll just get an electrical engineering degree and then do my master's in biomedical engineering. And that's what I love about life. Like you can plan and think so many things about yourself, but life just takes you into so many different experiences and things that at the end of the day, you switch your idea of what you want to do. And that is totally fine. So whoever is hearing this, if you have changed your degrees many times, that's okay. <laughs> it's right. totally normal. Yeah. And I got into electrical engineering and got my first internship at Cummins, which is not technology, is is more of like a um, engine DSO industry. And... The thing was that I interviewed for Microsoft the same, like about two weeks difference from Cummins. And I didn't get in the first time into Microsoft. I still remember that. And I think I was really shocked to not get in. But I think it was a reality call that, hey, you have to work hard for it, right? It's not just going to be given to you. There's thousands of people applying to these companies and all of them are working so hard to be in it. Right. So did you mention that to 
the CEO of Microsoft when you met him? That, <laughs> hey, I got interviewed, but I, I didn't get in the first time. By the way, thank you for the second. Ch- Did you mention that though, when you met him? <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't tell him that. But I did tell him that I wanted to thank him for the new mission that Microsoft has, which is to empower every person and organization in the world to achieve more. And I just told him that I admire so much his leadership and where he's taken not just Microsoft, but the world, you know? And I told him that even before I knew that was Microsoft's mission, it resonated with me because I lived it every day in my life. And remember how we had, were talking about when you're doing something that you're, the company's also doing and it aligns with your values, it's like if you were not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt at Microsoft. Definitely. And um, I think... I think that a lot of people might be saying, well, why did you tell him that, Mariana? Like, why didn't you just like sell yourself or tell him what you're doing and stuff? And I, I just wanted it to be myself. You know, I feel like I, I just wanted to thank him for whatever he is doing because he has made such a huge difference in diversity and inclusion at Microsoft. He has changed the culture totally around mm-hmm. ever since our last two CEOs, right? Definitely. So I think even great leaders have to be reminded that they are doing something right, you know? Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they have uh, so many decisions to make and exactly. so many things oh, yeah. in their plate. And, and we were talking about this earlier, the fact that making sure that you thank people, mm-hmm. break the pattern, instead yes. of just asking them about stuff the whole time, just thanking them for mm-hmm. what they're doing. That's really going to help you live in their memory. Exactly. They're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, was telling, I was telling students that... Um, a student approached me after my session and said, oh, I have this issue because uh, the recruiters, it's hard for me to get them to ask me questions. Oh. And, I'm, and, I, and I was thinking, okay, you're, you're taking the wrong approach about this because if you approach a recruiter and you have 300 other students behind you, you want to be quick, you want to be to the point, but you want to stand out in a positive way. So instead of walking up to them and doing your pitch, Hi, my name is so-and-so, I'm majoring on this, and I want an internship in X. Just start by saying, thank you for coming to recruit us. Thank you for traveling here to the career fair. Thank you for coming to share. How many people forget to actually create a relationship with a recruiter yeah. and they're not machines I, they're, they're people not. right and, and they, they they talk to hundreds of, hundreds of students of people and that's a that's a recurring theme in the podcast the fact that we're engineers <laughs> we work right. with machines we're not machines <laughs> yeah. the guy, like uh, maybe you're good at the coding i'm good at the hardware yeah. you're good at the systems level thinking but we're not machines yeah we're definitely not, and not. and when when people ask me like how how to talk to a recruiter at the career fair i always tell them like like you know like they are just like you they are a person like they they want to they want to talk to someone that they can remember and like enjoy they, a they, conversation yeah definitely so mm-hmm. i always like tell them like ask a bunch of questions like like genuinely ask them like about their work or like how what, what they enjoy uh things like that like if, if if you talk to someone and they just tell you like abc like blah 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 uh, sometimes like a, a week from now you may not remember that conversation or that mm-hmm. person but if it's a more like a like a real conversation, something more genuine, you will definitely remember, and that's gonna be like really helpful. I remember this was seven, six or seven years ago. That doesn't really matter because maybe this is gonna be up in twenty forty. 
So, <laughs> so it was around like 20, 2012, 2013. I was at the Shep Career Fair at the National Convention. And I remember I was having a conversation with an Intel recruiter and I asked him, how do you get to work? And he stopped and he looked at me and said, nobody has asked me that before. <laughs> uh, so I usually, so, so then he started talking and he said, well, usually what I do is that I ride my bike to the train station and I take the light rail and then I like to read while I commute. And then I take the, my bike from the other train station to the campus. And I love it because I get to exercise and then, oh, and how long have you been riding? And oh, like since I was 12 years old and I do mountain biking too. And, nice. and then we, we had like a 15 minute conversation. <laughs> yes, yeah. and people out in the line were like, yeah. oh, come no, on. No, 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 no. So like full disclosure, like this was like uh, towards the end of the career fair. Oh, okay. Ah, okay, okay. So <laughs> this, was, this was when nobody else was behind me. So. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to, uh, or was it at, at a hospitality suite? No, no, it was at the career fair, but towards the end. And what happened is that I wanted to, hey, get to know the lifestyle of the people that are going to be working there. Yeah. Because yeah, a big thing for me is not so much the technology, but more the the lifestyle of the people at the company. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you know how some of them are doing it, that could give you a good idea of like how you might have to do it or like give yeah. you an idea of like how you could do it. Yeah. Maybe I can get away by, you know, my first job at Intel. Oh, maybe if I live in Portland, I don't need to buy a car. Yeah. I can just use my bike and get to work mm -hmm. that way right so so things like that are important to me the fact yes. of how does work fit into my life. Your life yeah because life is the whole thing it's not like as people talk about like work-life balance um i don't really believe in that i believe more in work-life effectiveness okay right? or synergy so because mm -hmm. they're, they're integrated if you will yeah because mm -hmm. right now i'm at the chef conference and my employer sent me here and am I working? Am I not? It, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's tricky thing to say, right? So it's like, uh, wait, like it's 4.30 p.m. Am I still working? Like, I don't think about those things. I think that my job being here right now is to be present and connecting the talent to the opportunity at my company. Mm -hmm. that's, right. that's my job. That's the, yes. that's the focus. Like give back to the, the students. Yeah, it's a really that's nice awesome. way of seeing it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, you mentioned it before. So if you're working on something that matches your strengths, doesn't matter if it's 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. It's like you don't feel like you're working. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, those times that you you see the you, you see uh, your watch and you're like, oh my god, it's 8 p.m. already. Mm -hmm. I should probably get, get yeah. back. With, with, with Alejandro, a lot of times it's like it's like 9 or 10 p.m. and he's like, oh, I'm still working. And I tell him why, and he's like, I just didn't notice, you know. And yeah, I just, uh, and nah, that's just that's, hilarious that's when you how, say, that, I don't notice. Yeah, that, that's how you know you're in the right job. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I'm a strong believer that you can learn something new from anyone you meet. That is why every month I compile all the key learnings from this podcasting experience and summarize them in my monthly newsletter. I curate the resources we talk about key learnings, books I'm currently reading, and give you recommendations on how to become a better Latino professional. You can sign up following the show notes or at latinoswhotech.com. Thank you. So I think we glazed over something that I just dropped on the audience. So Mariana, tell me about the time you met Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft. <laughs> tell me about that time. Well, 
I interviewed Satya Nadella on Intern Day. For those of you who don't know what Intern Day, it's that day that Microsoft spoils their interns like no other day. And yeah. it's only for, for interns at Microsoft. They bring secret artists. They give you unlimited food. Um, it's just a fun day. And it's a, it's a funny story because you think about how life puts certain things in your life for other things to happen. And it's like, when I think about how I got it to interview Satya Nadella and what happened in my life, it was all the buildup, right? Yeah. Mm. And just to make a quick story about it that I, I love to share. Um, can, can I give a yes. really, really small yeah. parenthesis here? So just for those that, that that don't know like how how huge this is at least like that, that's what i that i i, I think i get like <laughs> really excited about this because you sometimes hear people say like the word that work at microsoft they say like oh my god i was at the same room at satya nadella you know it's like satya nadella he's like one of the best leaders in the in the world right now he um, was leading the the most valuable company in the world at that time right yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and uh i don't know i just like wanted to to like uh drop that note that parenthesis just uh So, you know, like, like, I don't know, it is, it is so cool. And I'm like, so proud of Mariana. About this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she's like, so calm and collected. And, but that's how, you know, you were the right person to interview him because Whoa. the fact that you kept your cool and everything. So I, because he's, he's just a, he's a person, he's right? A he's a human being, right? Yeah. So he has hopes, fears, and dreams. Exactly. So being exactly. in tune with that, the fact that, you know, he's, he's a, a person. Yes. He yes, has, he, sure. he has a lot more responsibility but he's still a person uh -huh. mm -hmm. yes totally and going back to like the the story of how it all kind of happened i was supposed to go to um czech republic to study over there at prague in this january january 2019 but they canceled the program when i when it was about a year ago exactly a year ago on november and i had they told me the last day to do something about it and i was just heartbroken it was one of my biggest dreams to go study abroad but when it canceled it i think i have always been a really positive person i never see the bad i always see okay this is bad but how is this going to be good i always like to take the positive perspective because you're the one who gives the power to things right mm -hmm. and i said something amazing is going to happen and in january i had written my, what's it called? Like my New Year's resolutions and all of that. I still have them all written. And I remember I said I was going to get out of my comfort zone in networking and just meeting people because I feel like people are honestly the secret to so many things. They, they lead you to new adventures, new paths, new friendships, just anything, anything, anything. And one day I was on LinkedIn and If you look at my LinkedIn right now, I'm really active. I put like a lot of posts and stuff. Mm -hmm. But back then in January, I was only a consumer. I wasn't a producer on LinkedIn, right? And I would just like everything. Everything that was in my newsfeed, I would just press like, 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 like. And one day, Diego Regiman, who is the head of university recruiting, posted an article and I just liked it. The next morning, I wake up and I have a message from Diego saying, Hi, Mariana, I saw that you liked my LinkedIn post and I wanted to see if you wanted to have a 30 minute chat with me. I am going to be the advisor for the College of Engineering team at UTEP. At UTEP. 
And he said, I'd, I'd like to have a talk to you because I saw that you were a center at large at your university, have these organizations and are really involved. And I said, sure, I would love to. Immediately when he sent me that message, I thought this is the reason why I didn't go to Prague. I had no idea what was going to happen, but I knew this was one of the people I needed to meet in my life. You know, like, I mean... How many times do you get these messages, right? <laughs> yeah. Normally, you're the one who sends them, like, please, please talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was just so grateful. I, I spoke to him. I shared my story of how I've been crossing the border every day from Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, to El Paso, Texas, since I was eight years old studying, right? And how at my university, I, I've been so passionate about helping um, Hispanics get into getting opportunities for internships and full time. Yeah. Can, can you elaborate a bit in the crossing the border part? Because, the, because you say it's so nonchalantly. Because <laughs> uh, I know that it's, it's part of your reality. It's part of yes, it's it's something part you've been doing since you were eight years old. Yes. But can you tell me a bit about why behind that? Why behind that? Um, yeah. I don't know. Like my dad was crazy back then. He one day just told me, <laughs> you're not going to school in Mexico tomorrow. You go to the U.S. So that happened. <laughs> he just did it and ever since then my mom has been taking us to school back and forth every day to my brothers and, and me and well and I and I feel like a lot of when I tell a lot of people about this they get shocked they're like wow like how do you do that you you are in two countries in the same day right and I just tell them you know like me there are thousands of people thousands like this just makes me unique in the u.s but this doesn't make me unique in the border <laughs> right yeah. everybody does it and i would say i'm i'm really privileged and, and fortunate because there's people that spend like three hours in the line mm -hmm. to to cross the u.s and i am very very blessed to have um like a fast lane where i only spent probably like 30 minutes per day right but When I think about my struggles, I always like to think, wow, like there's people that are, have it way worse mm -hmm. and they are not saying anything about it. Like they're not complaining. Why should I? Right. Right. And just the, the, the fact that I am blessed to be studying in the U.S. and having an opportunity that a lot of people would die to have. The commuting is nothing, you know, like I think your dreams are bigger than your obstacles definitely for yeah. sure for no, sure no, no, thank you for sharing that and, <laughs> and, and, and i think and i think that it comes down to perspective right because mm -hmm. um if you told me that oh yeah i live in france but i study in germany mm -hmm. no big deal right like it's the european union you just drive uh -huh. like, like it's funny because like the border checkpoint buildings mm -hmm. what they did now is that they turned them into gas stations a lot of oh, them really, really? So, so you see that like convenience stores kind of like yeah. that <laughs> Uh, because even the same thing when when the euro happened back in 2000 mm -hmm. I think 99 2000 a lot of the a business that went broke was the money exchange places oh right mm. but those buildings are still there okay so a lot of companies what they did that oh, okay let's do like a gas station right because mm -hmm. people still need gas so we need yes. to figure it out yes yes so they did the same for the borders Yeah. So, I mean, I look forward to the day that, like, the Mexico-U.S. border is as simple as that. <laughs> whenever oh, yeah. whenever you want, you can go to Juarez and I can cross you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can just take, take you to some really cool places over there. Yes. Yeah. So no, you can eat some, like, real tacos, amazing we'll tacos. We'll mm -hmm. Yeah, I was doing the math. I, I, I've been to Mexico 12 times. 
Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but but never in the border. Like always, uh, Guadalajara, Ciudad de Mexico, the Oaxaca. Border, was the first time. The border is such a unique place. You mm -hmm. have to see it if you can one day. Try to see it. A lot of people can't imagine mm -hmm. what it's like, but it's a it's a so it's nice. A, it's a culture of its own. Like when Diego Richmond went to and and his like um his whole like um friends went to um El Paso, they literally told me they had never felt so special and reconnected to who they were. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it has. They were saying, I don't know what um, the water in El Paso has or the tacos <laughs> have, but it's just a, such a unique place, right? And the people are amazing. I feel like the reason why I've never felt like an outsider in, even though I'm in the US, uh, I was at Seattle and there's maybe not as many Hispanics as you would normally see at El Paso, I have never felt like I can do anything because of my ethnicity or my race. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's because of El Paso and Juarez, for sure. I feel like mm -hmm. I always felt like... Grow strong. Yes. Like, yeah, that, that I don't grit. Know, that, that grit. grit. Yes. Yeah, People are a, such hard workers there. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely. And and I think that's something that, uh, you know, we need, we need a bit more perspective on. You know, the fact mm -hmm. that it's very simple to think about the, the things that you don't have. Yeah. But right. then change the mindset in the sense of, oh, I have to cross the border every day to go to school. Maybe you can think about, I get to, to cross the border exactly. and go to a U.S. school mm -hmm. and one of the best engineering programs in Texas. Mm -hmm. And I get to be an intern at Microsoft. So it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things <laughs> that like it changed the mentality, right? Like change the narrative. <laughs> True. So True. No, that's awesome. I'm happy that, that yeah. uh, both of you embrace that. Uh, positivity because yeah. it's, it's yes. life-changing I, I I feel like um, I'm always really proud to say I am Latina in Microsoft I've I see it as my power I have never felt like I need to hide it I I always say it really proudly and and I love to meet people who are doing the same for their own ethnicities mm -hmm. because I feel like if we all support each other, we can do magical things. It's not me just supporting Latinas. It's me supporting African-Americans and people from India, people from so many other places in the world yeah. that we all together can make magic happen if we don't see our differences, but we see our similarities, right? And that's and that's magical. Yeah, the power yeah, of it's diversity. Magical. It's the power of diversity. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I love how you mentioned that, you know, like being Latina is my power. Because <laughs> uh, I, I love it because uh, so... I actually, I, I have a attention deficit disorder. Okay. And it's something that you know, people struggle with. And it's something that actually I had a lot of trouble in school, uh, just focusing in class and doing those things. And again, and I take medication for it. And I'm grateful because I get to take, take medication, medication for, for it. it. But I look at it as my superpower. Awesome. So ADHD is my superpower. I love nice. that. So whenever I have a big problem, I can just hyper focus on it. Mm. And and yeah, again, yeah. and again, like the the house can be on fire, but then okay, I need to fix this first. Uh, so so it's it's, <laughs> it's, like super it's, one, uh, it's one of those things that uh, that I can just get focused on a problem for like three hours, and like you mentioned that you you lose the track of time. Yeah. Because uh, you this is priority number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then the challenge yeah. is making sure that you're focusing in the right problem for the time. But uh, but again, it's my superpower. Yes. The fact that you can shut out all distractions. Uh huh. So we talked a little bit about Microsoft. And again, when you 
are talking about working at Microsoft, you have this internship, you have these opportunities. So tell me a bit about intern makers and mm. what it is, what you're trying to do. Yeah. And how this came about, because, again, both of you went to the same university, El Paso, yeah. and you're in a company in New York and you're yeah. in a company yeah, in Seattle. Yeah. So, like, how does that work? So, <laughs> like, like, I guess like we just, like, learned about internships, like, almost like together. Like, we, we got our first internship at the same conference at the same company. Mm -hmm. uh, we, Literally. Yeah, we we, uh, we were work, both working at Cummins. I was in IT. Mariana was uh, in, like, in controls, in, yeah. um, controls engineer for uh -huh. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was just our first like professional uh, mm -hmm. experience. We learned so much, and we and just like the struggles of getting that internship. It was because like we a, are we are also international students, right? Yeah, we, uh -huh. we are not U.S. citizens nor residents. So if if you think that <laughs> being a U.S. citizen and a resident is hard to get it, imagine international yeah, students yeah. who get their door shut because they need sponsorship visa. Right. Yeah. And, and something it's like, hard. yeah, yeah, something you, you hear every day at school is like, like from international students, they're like, oh, I cannot do this because I'm an international student. Oh, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes when, when people ask me about like how I got internships or like, uh, or some of these things, they usually ask me like, oh, Like you're probably a U.S. citizen, right? And I'm like, nope. Like I'm uh, international <laughs> yeah. student, just like you. And like, like, are you serious? Like, yeah, you can also do this. Mm -hmm. So they all get excited uh, every time. Um, yeah. So so it's about you know level setting. So the fact that okay, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I can only get a, a job for certain companies. So focus on those companies. Exactly. Yes, focus. Like, focus. Yes. Yeah, so just check out your playground. Uh, make your list. The companies that do sponsorship. And talk to them. Exactly. Yeah. So just just knowing your your spot, yeah. knowing knowing your lane and staying in it. Definitely. Yes. And also like one one good tip is that um, for internships, since they 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 last three months, mm -hmm. like nobody really needs sponsorship. So that's something that for those that, three months. Yeah. Like that's something that that many people like don't know. Uh, if if you're asked if you need sponsorship for that specific position, you really don't need a sponsorship because you're not you're not requesting a visa. For those three months, you're just mm -hmm. using your work permit from your uh, from your visa, your F1 visa. So yeah, and, and that's a that's a good tip that I, like I heard it from a recruiter actually, like uh, the HR recruiter. Yeah, from an HR recruiter. Yeah, I mean, mm. most people don't know this, and it's like you're not lying if you say you don't need sponsorship. It's you not can, a lie. You can read all about it online for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you have questions, so, you can uh, read online. So going back to why intern makers yeah. mm -hmm. before we lose. Yeah. yeah, no worries. <laughs> and and you, you folks have a YouTube channel and everything. So yes. tell me a bit about that because yes, yes, I yes. mean, because you, you have a day job as a tech professional, mm -hmm. but you also make content kind of like me. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> well, it's interesting to see like yes. other people that have yeah. a passion for something besides their yes. day job. Yeah, yeah and definitely. It, it is funny because um, Alex, well, Ale uh, yes, Alex is um, a full time, but I'm still a full time student. Yeah. And I work full-time well part-time and at my campus and then i also do this but basically intermakers was a uh, evolution of a lot of initiatives alejandro and i have been having along with other yeah. students and the reason why we did it was because at utep we knew we were helping so many students mm -hmm. but we were like okay what about those um hispanic students or uh, international students who are at florida do? at yeah. new york at any other place in in the u.s and we said you know what we should start doing youtube channels 
and help students get prepared for internship opportunities and full-time opportunities, yeah. right? And and something that actually like feed it or like made us uh, think about it this way was a student organization that we created at UTEP. So it was it was called Student to Leader, and we just wanted to teach UTEP students how to get an internship. And we got, we wanted we were offering professional development workshops. We we're offering workshops for, for seven consecutive weeks. Yeah, hmm. also like for international students, like everything they needed to know about being an international student and like getting an internship. And you want to know the funny thing? Mm. Um, I think that sometimes we would range from like twenty to forty students. Yeah. But there were ten students that who were consistent. Every single workshop. every single mm. one of them. Out of those ten. Nine got internships for their first time. And yeah. these are F1 students that have mixed. That, it's, a, yeah. it's a mix of gotcha. um, in mm-hmm. international and US citizens. Yeah, got it. Yeah, but it was just amazing. And so we thought, okay, we we feel we're we're helping out. We feel we're we're doing like some good, like some change at, at UTEP. What can we do to get to more people? And that's like what Mariana mentioned. Like, how can we get to more people? Uh, how can we spread the word? And even like have more material and like have something that. That if you didn't go to to the workshop, you 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 missed on this uh, information. You know, like we don't want that. We want information that will stay there, and like anyone can mm-hmm. that wants that information can just go at any time and get. And it. we felt like there wasn't something like intermakers, exactly. and there w- it was time for it to be happening. And we have seen a lot of videos that do cover the same topics, but I just feel like it's different to have it in your own voice. Right. Right. You. I feel like what is beautiful about content creating is you add your own like touch to it mm-hmm. and you control it whatever way you want and you find the value like you bring a different thing to the table right there's so many influencers out there who have their own let's say kind of like um way of saying things yeah and I just feel yeah, like I I had it I don't think we had seen Hispanics doing that yeah. Right, like yeah, who... yeah, because there's a lot of people talking about career development exactly. and career skills and yeah. just entrepreneurship in general. Mm-hmm. But again, it's they don't look like me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, I mean, they, I'm they, still they a student, know, they, or, or or they don't know the immigrant experience. You know? yeah. So, yeah, so for the growing population of Hispanics in the U.S., uh, we need those voices. We yeah, need definitely. those and, those experiences and captured. I feel like when when the reason why we got so passionate about it was. In Latin America, internships are really different, and in a lot of places they don't even or exist. Or non-existent, yeah. Or non-existent, and or they're unpaid. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which blows my mind: the fact that why would you go somewhere where you're not getting paid? Yeah. Uh, well, at, uh, at least like a minimum wage or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you you would be surprised. There's some research that I read about like paid versus unpaid um, mm-hmm. internships, and it was done like like. Different people, and it was done by NASIV, uh, NASIV, the National Association of Colleges and Employers, and uh, at the end, like uh, they, they research like like the these this group of people, and they they looked at them like fifteen years later, mm-hmm. and they saw that the people that had unpaid and the people that had paid internships, they they ha- they were like at the same level uh, of like career, you know, so they realized okay, actually like, like uh, having non paid internships has no effect on your overall growth. Uh, in career in the future yeah right. in the future so it's it, it's also like so it at the time it might be difficult like if, if you really need to the money yeah the money or yeah. if, if you're like I, uh, paying I, for I think for it comes down to the demographics right because in yeah. the in the US it's very common to go to school 
Mm-hmm. But in Latin America, it's very common that you live at your parents' house yeah. while you're going to, yes. to study. So just like the, that reality of demographics, that's uh, something also to to account for, I think. Exactly. Yeah, and when I was a freshman, I you nobody has how like nobody has an idea of how much I would get in trouble with my parents because I was yeah. always at organizations volunteering for research to get experience to get an internship, so many things, and. Because my parents didn't know, you know, I I look back right now and I feel like at the time I would be so mad at them and now I'm not because they, they don't know. Yeah, they, they, they understand don't know, that you right? have to spend that time at school because right. you were yes. growing your, like, growing they, this professionally. They, they don't know and I feel like that was a huge motivator as well because yeah. when we did Student to Leader, we were able to identify so many reasons why there are not enough Hispanics at these industries not just mm-hmm. tech but any industry yeah and one of them starts with your family right mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong that's just our culture yeah and a perfect example is like i didn't know what an internship was until i was a junior like I, it, it was so late i had no clue because like i never saw that growing up i never heard of that i was working like when i had free time because like i needed to pay school and like before everything so i i really focused i didn't focus at all on growing professionally because I didn't know about it. I never had a mentor. I never had someone to tell me about these things. So I thought mm-hmm. it's so hard. Like how how can I make it easier for people that are in that position? Like how, how can I give them the tools, the resources that it took me so long to get? So just preparing for my, well, when, I, when, I, when I was preparing for my interview and my, like getting my internship at Palantir, I did like so much research, so much, so much, so much, so much practice learning how to prepare learning this and that and mm-hmm. that and i thought oh my god it's so tough and i had to do all of this like by myself like, right. like researching all of these things like what can i do to get to get everything in one place for everyone mm-hmm. and that's also something that motivated like uh intern makers like how, how can how can we get people to just go to our site and learn everything they need to go from zero to an internship mm-hmm. so can you tell me what are the two or three things that a student needs to do to get an internship? Like the two, three th- main things, like key things that they can start doing right now. I feel like a lot of people want experience. And as a student, well, you think, how am I going to get experience? I feel like the number one thing you can do to start getting experience is volunteer with a professor okay. or a PhD yeah. student. A lot of people don't know that PhD students need a lot of help because professors are full. <laughs> I did research with a PhD student. And at the same time, I volu- I was in a lot of organizations, right? So I feel like those two things I, I would recommend. Alejandro can tell you more about yeah. the others. But for sure, um, start, start looking, volunteering for places that you can get experience yeah. for sure for yeah, sure experience is like the number one thing um because like if, if you're going for a technical position then companies want to hire someone that will like give them value right they, they don't want hire, to hire someone to yeah. teach them yeah. because it's just three months you know so yeah i mean like they if, if you can get experience by working on side projects side projects are like super important because they show passion they show that you want to learn they show like a ton of mm-hmm. things yeah so having a blog or yeah yes. yeah having a, YouTube, having a youtube channel yes. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and also like technical side projects as i don't know if if you're into coding then if you build a website or if you're into electrical engineering i don't know like just a, an arduino and just working on circuits so if, mechanical engineering i know people that love to work uh, with cars 
So um, different ways, different majors, but just like different side projects. And as Mariana said, volunteering is super important because everyone wants help, you know? And if it's free, awesome. Even better, right? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So yes. just a, a, a great way and to, to get you out there to and, get the interviews and yeah. And something that I would tell students who already have these things, but they still can't make that jump, mm -hmm. even though they have the whole package. Think about how you are selling yourself, right? I feel like sometimes we are really humble sometimes. And I learned recently that it's really different to be humble than to be modest. And a lot of people confuse those two things. You can be humble without being modest. And a lot of a lot of times we think that you need to be modest to be humble. Can, right? can you give me an example? Yes, I can yeah. give an example for that. So being modest is like you saying, oh, yes, I'm not that good at that. And you say that because you want to be humble. But you can be humble and not be modest. modest and I can give you an example of that. It's like, you know what? I am great at planning but I have so many more things to learn. I am excited to learn from you, but I am really good at this and I know I can add a lot of value to you, but I know I still have a long way to go and I can't wait to learn from professionals like you, right? Mm, you're not being it. modest, yeah, but so you're, you're, saying that you're being there, humble. Yeah, just uh, admitting that, hey, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. But there's always room to improve though. Yeah, definitely. Yes, it's always, small. always. Uh, and, and being, yeah, that, that can also, like just knowing when to, when to do it, that's also like important. Because like as Marina said, like being humble, okay, like that's that's great. Like, that's, like if, it's if, so important. Yeah, yeah. Too so important. important. Like to be if, humble. if you're not humble, then you're just telling people like, yeah, I'm better than you, or like or <laughs> yes. if, if someone tells you that they're good at something, then you say, Oh, I'm actually better, or like, oh, well, I'm very good at this, you know, just to like try to put them down. I don't know, that's just bad. Uh so it's it's good to be humble, but to be modest. Some sometimes when the when the opportunity is right and you meet someone that can really help you out mm -hmm. if you're too modest and they i don't know let's say they, they see something amazing that you did and they're like oh did you do this and you're like well yeah i mean but it was really my my team's work like, i i didn't really like help that much and that's maybe being modest that's saying like putting yourself a little lower so that Mm -hmm. People don't think you're, you're uh, humble. Like, right, right, right. right. But, and, and I noticed this. I love that the fact that we're talking about this because um, in one of the episodes I recorded at the conference, I was talking with my friend uh, Natalia Arisa okay. about this same topic of being humble. Because um, we were doing a panel and all of us were introducing ourselves. And she mentioned that, yes, yeah, so I went to school for my MBA and then I got a job at Uber Eats. Okay. And I called her on it. Uh, so, Natalia, where do you go for your MBA? Oh, yes. I went to Yale University in wow. Connecticut. <laughs> and, and she completely glazed over that. And again, because she wants to be humble. She doesn't want to be like, uh, oh, yeah, I went to Yale, so I know more than you. Like, no, no, no. no. She, she would never say something no, like that. No, but, no. But, but the fact that we are in a panel and we have all these students... Yeah. Looking and up to you. Looking up to her. And she's a woman. She's Latina. She's not only first generation U.S. citizen, first generation in college. Wow. Yeah. And she went to get and she went for an MBA at an oh, Ivy yeah, League school. Exactly. So that, that's amazing. So, you know, you, if you're in that context that you're introducing yourself, mention it. Yeah, And, yes. and, and that doesn't mean you're not being humble at all. Like you, you're still humble. Like it, it doesn't matter if you are if you're uh, like uh, telling about your successes. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes those successes 
Or in many times, world, they, they, yeah. they can help words. open conversation or they can help motivate others. They right. They can help many different ways. Yeah, well, and think, or, yeah, you can, you can also drop a little bit of uh, saying things like, yeah, and thankfully, because of all the leadership opportunities that Shep gave me, exactly, I was able to build yeah. the skills I needed to get an MBA. At yeah. There you go. Yeah. So and so uh-huh. school. So it's 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 all context. Um, yes. Definitely. Yeah. And one time, and I and I I'm saying this advice because I saw it from a from a blogger that um, she's like a this powerful woman. She's from Russia, mm-hmm. and she said that modesty can kill your career sometimes. Yeah. The moment I stopped being modest and I said it like really humbly, my life changed so yeah. much, mm-hmm. so so much. I don't think I had I would have had interviewed Satya Nadella if I mm-hmm. if I would have been quiet about my successes, you know. And and I just want to share that out there for anyone who's hearing it. Like you are your successes. You worked hard for them. Why shouldn't you talk you about own them? them. Mm-hmm. Own yeah. them. Yeah, you know? own them. They're, they're part of, of who you of are. Them. They're you part of who you are. Them, for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you so much, folks. Yes. I, I really, I really <laughs> love this conversation. So we'll definitely put the, your channel in the, in the show notes so you can check out Intermakers there. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to add to the, you know, these mm. folks that are interested in careers in tech that they want to... Yeah, something that I would love to, to share or maybe ask people. If you feel that uh, well, if, if you're still in school, even if you're not in school, but you know someone who is, and if you feel that you know how to get an internship, or if you feel like, oh, like I'm, I'm good, I, I know enough, please share that information that you know. Share it. Like we're not asking you to, to just to like, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or even we're not asking you to like share our channel if you don't want to. Like at, at least help someone out that needs the information. Like just helping one people, that's enough. If you, if you can, if you can change one life, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't have to be uh, changing a whole nation or like a whole school, whatever. If you can just help one person do better and get more opportunities, that's good enough. And you just never know. All of these things have a ripple effect. There's mm-hmm. been so many times where I've seen, like, I've just shared a tip with someone and all of a sudden 20 people know it and I love it. It's yeah. like, that's what yeah. we should be doing, right? Yeah. And it's like the yeah. no need to reply uh, trend <laughs> for email. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I gave this workshop, uh, I think it was like 140 people or something like yeah. that. And I, mentioned, and I mentioned that, yeah, if you write an email to someone that you don't know a whole lot, send them an article, send them something interesting and write no need to reply at the bottom so they don't feel obligated to reply (laughs) and everybody was like their eyes just like lit up like oh my god that's amazing mine lit up as well so 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 so, well you folks were there so yeah yeah yeah, Um, yeah. but uh thank you but the thing is that now i'm gonna get like 150 emails but like no need to reply (laughs) in linkedin i'm looking i'm looking forward to i love that and um i think the advice i would give someone who wants to get into tech and all of that is you in your life have things that you do that make you you. Like, um, for example, maybe you like to play an instrument. Maybe you like art. Maybe you like to sing. Maybe you like comedy. And all of these things make you unique. Mm-hmm. Don't limit them. Like, don't don't hide them. Whenever you go talk to recruiters and stuff, talk about them. Those things make you unique. Those things make you memorable. Yeah, don't be a and, robot just and, saying, yeah. And I just, I just think that if you have to forget who you are whenever you're talking to someone, that is not the place for you. 
-hmm. You know, if you cannot bring your whole self to work, mm -hmm. that is not the place where you should be at. Exactly. Because you're being paid to bring your whole self to the table and bring your opinion to the table for you to be hiding who you are. You know, yeah, exactly. so embrace it, embrace whatever, who, wherever you are from, embrace it, embrace embrace who you are you know i can't i can't say that enough yeah. um that makes you unique there is no one like you who thinks like you and that is valuable enough you know so don't forget that <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well, mm -hmm. alejandro davila mariana briones yes thank you so much thank oh, you so thank much thank you thank you it's <laughs> great to be here